With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the MLB Playoff Preview presented by RFSportsRadio.com. My name is Rodney Fisher. Joined with the MLB Baseball Extraordinaire, Mr. Analyst himself, Michael Hanley. Michael, how are you, sir? Pretty good, Rodney. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Now, you've been writing about the MLB all season. The playoffs are finally here. So we're going to finally give people a chance to hear your your kind of uh, expertise in the subject and also kind of preview these wild card games, the the series, and of course give our predictions for the World Series as well. So I hope you hope you're ready to really enlighten everyone on what they should be looking for and some keys to the game. I'm all ready. All right, good deal. Let's jump to the ALDS, the uh well let's jump to the wild card, excuse me, the American League wild card game where you got a Kansas City Royals team who is making it to the postseason for the first time in I don't know how long. I don't even know if I was born the last time they made it to the uh, postseason. But uh, they're in the postseason. They're going to be taking on um, they're going to be taking on the uh, Oakland Athletics, who kind of backed into the postseason a little bit. They were the hottest team in the in the league for a little while. They traded their hitting power for more pitching. Now they got a tough rotation, but they're missing some hitting. So. Talk a little bit about how these two teams kind of ended up where they are right now. Well, let's start with uh, Oakland. Uh, as you said, they were the hottest team in baseball for a good first couple of months of the season. They were rolling along, ready for them to win 100 games, win the AL West by like 10 games, and maybe be the uh, number one seed in the American League. But when they made that trade for uh, Lester, and he's a great pitcher, no doubt, but when they traded away their best bat in Cespedes, that put the team into it, carried them, that carried through the entire second half of the year. And it led them from being the top team in baseball to almost almost ending up as one of the all-time worst collapses in uh, baseball history. And they just barely made the play, uh, wild card, um, but they're they're in. So I mean, their trade. We'll see how it goes because if, if Lester's going to go for them in this wild card, so we'll be sink or swim for them. And uh, for the Royals, um, they've been really consistent all year. I mean, they they're really with the uh, surprise team, I think, in baseball. Uh, you could really say. Because uh, I don't think a lot of people expect them to be uh, playoff bound this year. Maybe they were big in the contention, but not totally uh, in the mix for it. 
but uh, their bullpen has been their strength. I mean, they, their ability to shorten the game to about uh, seven or eight uh, innings a game was, has been really their been really their key to just uh, limiting opponents and uh, really winning a lot of games. And it's headed up by their ace, of course, the Shields is going to go for them in this wild card game. Yeah, we're going to talk about that matchup because I'm really intrigued about Shields taking the mound. And, and you talked about the Oakland uh, A's kind of backing in and, I mentioned that before, but, you know, for them, they're, uh, since the all-star break, their winning percentage is only .433, which is the lowest in uh, the history of the MLB for a team that's reached the postseason. So they really have backed themselves into this particular game. But they're here. They're going to be playing. And then, of course, for Kansas City, they recently beat the A's, if I'm not mistaken, back in August in the series. So they kind of know what they're getting themselves into as well, too. You know, let's go ahead and jump into the pitching matchups. You mentioned Shields and him taking the mound. And, and for him, he's going to go up against uh, Lester. And now everyone that watches baseball or, or even follows it in somewhat knows how big Shields is. He's a big game pitcher. He can he can kind of uh, take the mound in situations like that and really command the mound. But he's going against a guy in Lester who, let's face it, he, he's played in some big games too. Maybe not with the Oakland A's, but with the Red Sox, he's been – kind of a clutch guy in the, in, the, in the postseason. So how do you see that pitching matchup uh, kind of kind of uh, figuring out? Well, I think, uh, well, you great description of both pitchers, but uh, I think i got to give the edge to Lester because, I mean, he's had a proven track record in the postseason, as you mentioned with the Red Sox. Been here in this pressure situation with games in the postseason. He's come through a lot of times in the past, and I think I think his experience is really going to work to his advantage and to the A's advantage. So for Shields, too, in his own right, has uh, been in a lot of games and has, you know, experienced some success. But I just think Lester has been on such a roll in the second half, and his track record, again, will come through and he'll be able to pitch, pitch another big game for Oakland to get them to the uh, ALDS. Now, the A's try to pick up some offense after they lost Cespedes in the August deal they did with Chicago. They picked up Adam Dunn, who will be playing his uh, first postseason game on Tuesday. So, do you think that's going to be enough for the A's to to hit Shields, or, or what's going to have to happen for them to produce the runs? Well, they're really going to have to uh, really wake up the bats. I mean, they they made yeah, like you said, they try to make some trades for some bats and uh, to fill in for Cespedes, which is going to be impossible to do because Cespedes is such a, a prolific and a strong hitter. But they just have to get a uh, contribute from uh, everyone in the lineup. I mean, from like Donaldson and. Gomes and and Coco Chris. I mean, they're going to have to have a group effort in terms of uh, just getting hit and just trying to really just hit in clutch situations. If they get, you know, second and third, you know, one out, you know, they got to be able to either sacrifice fly or ground out or they have to be able to cash in when they get their opportunities because chances are they're not going to have a lot of opportunities against James Shields if he's on top of this game. And for me, I think the A is going to have to jump out to an early lead, you know, if they're going to win this game. Because uh, I was looking at a stat today that says that Kansas City, um, they're 72 and one in the regular season. Their bullpen 72 and one in the regular season after they've led after seven innings, and then 79 and one after eight innings. So I think they're going to have to jump out to a pretty early lead, and I can see that happening. So, so who's your pick for this game? I'm going to go with the A's. I think, I think they're going to be able to uh, get enough offense together. I think they will actually get up that early lead, and I think Lester would be able to then sustain it and be able to you know, get the ball all the way to uh, 
Doolittle at the end for the, to uh, close it out. Yeah, you know what? I like the A's, too, even though they're on the road. I think, you know, this this is kind of like they're destined to kind of make a nice little playoff run. I think they will. I think they'll take on Anaheim in the next series, which will be more of a familiar team for them. But when you get them in a, a longer series in a wild card uh, playoff, I think they really show their strength then. But I, I see them winning this game as well, too. Let's jump to the NL wild card, and we've got two teams here in the wild card that a lot of people thought would be in the playoffs, and now they're going to be playing each other. That's with St. Louis taking on uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, so how do you see or how do you see these two teams? How did they make it to where they're at right now? Well, um, in terms of the uh, Pirates, uh, they kind of got off to another slow start this year. In the beginning of the season, people were kind of questioning if they were going to be able to uh, make it all the way back and be uh, actually in the playoff mix. But they had a strong second half. I mean, they're – their uh, rotation wasn't too, wasn't tremendous. They didn't have really a, a legitimate ace, but together as a group, they really pulled together and were able to pitch this team back into contention and eventually into a wild card spot. I mean, their offense was as, as usual very strong, led by uh, you know McCutcheon, and uh, who really had another ter- terrific year for them. So they were able to really surge in this second half and take advantage of Milwaukee's uh, stumble in the second half and get up get one of those wild card spots uh, for the Giants. Uh, they kind of probably will be a little bit disappointed to be in this wild card game because they had a, a huge lead in the NL West about uh, a couple months in. They were at one point nine and a half games up on the uh, Dodgers in the NL West. It looked like it was going to be a cakewalk for them to win the uh, division and then host the series. But now they had a little bit of a stumble in the second half and due to their uh, lack of uh, pitching and their hitting went into a funk. But they're able to muster enough for both to uh, make a little ra- uh, run to get back into the wild card discussion. Now here they are. Yeah, and I, and I said St. Louis in there. I meant San Francisco. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying St. Louis, but you're right. Yeah. You know, I think for both, I think for both of these teams, I think you hit the nail on the head with the way they ended up here. But now they're going to be playing in this game um, in Pittsburgh and. For for me, you know, like you said, the, the loss of McCutcheon during the during the uh, regular season, I thought to overcome that was great. I think Clint Hurdle, we all know how good of a manager he really is, and he's made the decision to put Edison Volquez on the mound for this wild card game. You you think that's a good decision by him? Um, I, I kind of question it, but I also look at the rest of the rotation that Pittsburgh has, and it, there's really no other really clear-cut choice that would be better than Volquez. I mean, it's not like a, like an ace, like a cursor they can go to and say, oh, they should have gone to him. But I think I think, the, I think it was that I have to settle with Volquez and just hope he can just keep him in the game and not get up, you know, not get a beat up early. And then for uh, San Francisco, they're going with Bumgarner, who a lot of people feel like should win the NL Cy Young Award. Uh, they had some success against them, but we're talking about a pitcher that can really really throw it pretty well. Oh, yeah. I mean, when when Bumgarner has his A game together, I mean, he can pitch with the best of them in all the major leagues. I mean, he can really just get in on, on a huge role and just really shorten the game for the, the opponent and get it right to the bullpen, which is another strength for uh, San Francisco. So if he has his A game, it's going to be very tough for Pittsburgh to really jump out to any sort of big lead. And do you think that the Giants will be able to manufacture enough offense to win? I know they've They've sputtered uh, here as of late, so you think they'll be able to to produce enough runs to get a win here, or, or are you picking the Pirates to win? I'm actually going to pick the, um, the Pirates to win. 
uh, just based on, because I remember uh, just last year when they were in the wild card against Cincinnati, I mean, look, look, look what they did to the Reds. I mean, they just pretty much took them apart and just pretty much intimidated them and won easily in that wild card game. But I think just uh, the lack of hitting and some of the injuries that uh, San Francisco's um, su- uh, suffered with, with like Angel Pagan being out for the year, I think it will be too much for them to overcome against this lineup, which can really hurt you in a lot of ways. And I think the, the Pirates lineup will be able to uh, get enough uh, hits and runs to uh, win this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with you as well, too, uh, on that pick. I mean, I, for the same exact reason, um, I, I, did, I just see that as uh, as a – a good win. I know it's going to be a hard far game. But I think it's going to be a, a definitely a big win for them. Uh, we're getting one to remind you guys you're listening to our MLB playoff preview uh, presented by RFSportsRadio.com. We're to make sure you guys log on to RFSportsRadio.com where you can read all of our MLB playoff coverage written by Michael Hanley along with a host of others as well, too. And, Michael, let everybody know how they can follow you online and everything else before we jump into some of the other series. Yeah, well, I'm a big Twitter guy, so I'm all on there all the time. You can follow me on uh, Magic2099. I know it's a weird name, but that's just what I go with on uh, Twitter, so <laughs> follow me on there. <laughs> all right, no doubt. Let's jump into uh, the uh, ALDS. Why not? Let's start there. So tell me a little bit about these two teams and what you expect. Well, so it's Detroit, which uh, was coming into the season with a lot of expectations. I mean, Jim Leland had retired, so then they had a you know, big excuse to fill with that. But uh, they started out pretty slow, and everyone was a little disappointed in how they were going. It didn't seem like they were really going to get started at all. and might possibly miss the playoffs, but they were able to get their lineup, which is very dynamic uh, in terms of power and ability, and that got going for them. And then they got the acquisition of David Price, of course, of the trade deadline, which really helped bolster their uh, rotation, which they really needed at the time. They were really struggling in that area. And that really uh, really sparked them to a nice finish in the uh, AL Central and another AL Division title for them. And then for the Orioles, they were really um, a surprise, I think, well, this year to win the AL East because that was pretty much up for grabs for the first couple of months. I mean, no one was really taking control of that division at all. And people were thinking maybe the Blue Jays could possibly take it and maybe, I don't know, maybe the Yankees can make a miraculous run with all their... Uh, all their players and trade acquisitions, but uh, the Orioles really came through this year. I mean, they really had a terrific surge, led by their um, led by their uh, dynamic lineup and their rotation, which again doesn't have a you know clear cut ace, but it was good enough to really win on most nights, and uh, especially their bullpen. So I think uh, yeah, the Orioles really had a nice second half and uh, cruised to the uh, division title. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, for the Orioles, it's like you said when the when the uh, season started. They at least um, was really, like you said, up for grabs. And while everybody else was worried about um, uh, the, the the last hurrah, Derek Jeter, uh, the Orioles are worried about trying to get to a playoff. So it worked out in their favor. To me, the Tigers are like, they've always been the powerhouse team. And right now with the trade, like you said, with um, David Price, they got the powerhouse rotation to go with the hitting as well, too. I just think they have a – a huge advantage, in my opinion, over the Orioles. I, I just I, even with the rotation and the hitting, I think I think they're going to really do it. I think the bullpen for the Tigers is going to be key for them in this series. Um, you know, the O's were only one for five against Detroit in the regular season, and I think this will be a pretty easy series, in my opinion, for the Tigers to take. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I'm picking the Tigers in this one, too. And just uh, in terms of, yeah, their experience also in the postseason, they've had so much of it in the past, you know, five years plus, I mean, and winning a lot of postseason games. And, uh, yeah, if their bullpen could uh, really just get on a roll here, I mean, that's really going to complete uh, the, whole, the whole picture for them. That would be a really tough team to uh, really deal with for the Orioles and whoever else in the uh, AL. Now we jump to the to the NLDS and two teams, a matchup that I think everyone's going to have their eye on, a rematch from 2013. That's the Dodgers against the Cardinals. I mentioned St. Louis before, but I was really looking forward to this series. And how can you not want to watch Clayton, Clayton Kershaw and, and that whole Dodgers team and the whole drama around the Dodgers and Yasiel Puig and everything about L.A. And then, of course, St. Louis being that perennial team that's always there. It's always going to make a nice run. You know, this is the, the city of baseball, as I like to call it, in St. Louis. Um, this series, to me, is the most intriguing, I think, once they get started because of the players that are involved. I agree with you, but uh, especially, you know, yeah, when it comes to the Dodgers. I mean, you just stay cursor on it. That will be enough for everyone to tune in and want to watch him. I mean, he was an amazing uh, regular season uh, for him. I mean, especially with injury for a month, plus in the beginning of the season to go and then roll the 21-3 at the sub-2 ERA. And then, yeah, just some of the other stars. I mean, Granky so and then, yeah. In this Dodgers and Cardinals series, what do you think is going to be key uh, for either one of these teams that they plan on winning this series? I think it's going to be, um, I think, hitting. I think it's going to be who can generate more offense because I think both rotations are going to be pretty strong and they're going to be pretty stingy against one another. I think it's just going to come up to um, a uh, scoring situations. You can come through with that big base hit that can drive in two or a sacrifice fire that can give the team a lead. I think it'll come down to clutch hitting. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I think it's going to come down to hitting too. And to me, I just think that, you know, the Dodgers are just a better team. And I don't know how they're going to play in the playoffs. I don't know how their emotions are going to be. I don't know how uh, uh, they're going to keep the whole team cohesive throughout this whole series. But to me, the Dodgers were built to go for a nice run. I know they got the number two seed in the NL, but I just see them as being that dominant team to me, and I think I think for them not to win this series is going to be a big letdown. I agree. I mean, with all the money they've spent on just upgrading, the, uh, upgrading this roster and stuff for the past couple of years, I think, yeah, if they drop out of this year, it would be a huge disappointment in uh, Los Angeles. That's up to the number one seeds in both of the uh, conferences here and. In the National League, the number one seed Nationals will be waiting on the winner of the Giants and Pirates. And to me, this was a surprise for the Nationals to to clinch it and be number one uh, in their particular conference. I, I just I didn't I knew they had a great team, I knew they had a great rotation, and even though Strasburg is apparently going to get the game one start, he hasn't been their best pitcher this season. Um, how do you think the Nat the Nationals are going to do, regardless of who they play, or how do you see them kind of? Uh, taking the postseason, do they have a chance to make it to the World Series? Yeah, I think I think they have a chance to get to that next step and to yeah make that run. I mean, I think a couple of years ago they had such a disappointing end to their great season when they lost to St. Louis at home and ended their postseason dreams pretty early. Um, yeah, Strasburg hasn't been their best and their rotation's been up and down, but uh, I think they've rounded into form pretty nicely and their lineup's been uh, pretty consistent now and they have their role set in the bullpen so. I think they're set up for uh, a good run in the postseason. It's just can they uh, actually do it now? 
And then in the American League, you've got the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, and as a Texas Ranger fan myself, we hate to see them in the postseason. But what, <laughs> what can we do about it? Uh, they're going to be taking on either the A's or the Royals. I think we both think they'll take on the A's. But uh, for them, you know, to me, they've got a they've got a lot of good names, but a very very shaky rotation. I just don't have a lot of faith in C.J. Wilson as an ex Texas as a ex Texas Ranger and a Ranger fan now. I just don't know how he's going to hold up in this series, and and that to me is the biggest concern is is how the rotation will work out for the Angels. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if they had, like, a real clear-cut uh, ace, you can really feel good about them then, about their chances, about a long postseason run. But, yeah, their rotation, as good as, as it's been, it's just not really built right. I, I think a uh, long-term success in the postseason, especially if they do face the A's, who have, you know, they have two aces in the front, almost three aces, with right. Gray and uh, Casimir and then with West. So I think that would be a big concern for them, is how their rotation is actually going to play out. And they're going to have a hard time either way. During the regular season, they were uh, ten and nine against the A's, and then three and three against the Royals. So they got the work cut out for them, no matter who they face. Uh, so before we wrap this thing up, Mike, I want to get your pick on who are we going to see in the World Series? Who's going to be representing the American League, and who's going to be representing the National League when all this stuff kind of kind of shakes out? And of course, this is early; no games have started yet, so. We could come back and do another podcast and change if we have to. But as of right now, today, uh, what's your pick for the World Series? I think it's, uh, it's going to be a freeway series between the Angels and the Dodgers. I think both of them will be able to muscle through the, uh, their leagues and make uh, get to the postseason, uh, the World Series, I mean. Wow. Give me the A's and the Dodgers. This is kind of the matchup that we thought was going to happen around the All-Star break, the way the two teams are playing. And uh, I think that's what's going to happen in the end of it. I think it'll be the uh, the the A's and the Dodgers. It'll be a West Coast series. There was a lot of late, late ba- uh, baseball games for us to stay up and watch. So I'm going that route. That's a possibility. It'd be a great series if that happens. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, we want to thank everyone for tuning in to our quick MLB Playoff Preview podcast. Try saying that ten times in a row. Uh, make sure you check us out on rfsportsradio.com for more MLB Playoff stuff, uh, everything from the game recaps to our predictions and picks and, and inside of what may be going on in these series and players to watch. Uh, for myself, Rodney Fisher, and for Mr. Michael Hanley, thank you for joining me, sir. And you guys check us out on rsportsradio.com. Until next time, thanks for listening and see you later. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 